Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee, on the eve of America's birthday. That's that's my full, you know, Christian given name. I just go by Nate most of the time. But and we've also Happy got... Happy birthday to you. We got Charles Chuck Thompson over here at the desk that is directly across from me. If you're watching on the video, it looks like we're we're next to each other almost with a continuous shelf just one long shelf <laughs> going across but those are actually two separate shelves and we've solved the 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 quadratic formula of getting the shelves to line up as as well as we possibly can took a lot of physics it did it did um with the theory of relatively relatively yeah, yeah behind behind us with the theory of rivalry, we could understand it anyway Nate, that was a fantastic tap into the radio voice that you just did there some, oh my um, Chuck Thompson thing! Yeah, I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, no, no problem, man. We will have the we will be syndicated on the radio in no time. Now. Do you want to do like radio voices all the time for an episode and just see how it goes? Well, my we voice do our is news reading voice naturally already there. We could do that monster voice. Yeah, we can you do we can black your face out. Anyway, guys, not this like, is not like blackface. Yeah, that, I mean. Just black your face out We're and like have make to edit it, that out. Make it dark. Are you trying to get me to do As blackface? In, uh, no, don't. No, I'm saying like less light. Yeah. Yeah. And then do a monster voice that way, like a silhouette. Racist Charlie is coming up with all kinds of <laughs> ideas today, guys. And you can go ahead and, and uh, you know. You know, it's funny. Even if I refute the claim that I'm racist, I can't because that's just my white fragility. It's too late now. So, And actually, the more you deny it, the more racist, the more you, racist are. you are. Yeah. That's how it is these days yeah. in 2020. It's insane. Yeah. Um, hey guys, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast, by the way. I think we might have said that. But this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, hit that subscribe button. Hit follow. Hit whatever the button is on whatever podcast app you're using so you can get a brand new episode released to your phone every single day of the week when we want to. So if you are against death like we are we 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 don't like death even though we'll be talking about coronavirus today and going through a, a couple of the numbers or some of the trends we're very much against death no matter what you might think so if you are also against death you can hit subscribe because we'll be doing a new episode every single day of the week when we want to and we want to have you guys around for that yeah you have all these people out there that are anti-poverty and you know anti-racist and all that we I don't think they go far enough. We here are anti-death, and that's the probably the most virtuous you can get. So yeah. If you're all about signaling that virtue, then this is the place to be because we just talk about we just talk about anti-death things. None of those anti things matter if you're not truly anti-death. <laughs> so, well, you you forgot to tell the people that we have a 96 percent subscription rate. We do. Which don't be part of that four whore percent. Be part of the 96 percent, which is that in crowd. Yeah, you don't want to be a whore percenter. No, nobody no wants to be that. So I talked to some people that were horror presenters and they were very dissatisfied with their lives. Yeah. So later on, they were shooting up heroin and all kinds of that's, stuff. That's you end up in a roadside yeah. ditch if you do not subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> that's what ends up happening. So you might as well. You might as well. It doesn't hurt you at all. It's free. It, it is free. It's absolutely free. So let's do some news. By the way, it's July 3rd. It's my my little brother's birthday. My little happy I mean, birthday. Yeah. I mean, he's getting he's getting old. 
You're getting old, Drew. You're getting way too old. And that means that you're getting older. That does make me older as well. I am eight years his senior, (laughs) (laughs) as as they used to say. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy to have a brother that's in his mid-20s. Almost a score. Right now. I mean, just you're not almost a score. You're almost a score It's less than half a score. (laughs) Get your scores right. That is less than half of one score, guys. Uh. All right. Anyway, let's go through a little bit of news. So I pulled up this article from Bloomberg, and I'm not going to bore you guys with too many numbers. If you are watching on the video, you'll see the the charts and graphs I'm going to show you. Two comparisons. So obviously the coronavirus is just, just picking up steam. People are just dead left and right. You can barely even drive down the road without seeing someone die from coronavirus these days. Has nothing to do with protests or anything like that. No, there's it's the Memorial Day celebrations. And in the middle of July, we'll have an uptick and it'll be because of July 4th celebrations. Mm-hmm. And that will be why we had an increased spike in coronavirus. But they've been talking about all the new cases and how this is just, oh, it's worse than it was back in March. This is this is so much worse, and we we reopened way too early, and it has nothing to do with the protests or anything like that. Well, we're going to look at a couple of these things, because one of the interesting things that people don't want to pay attention to, one, the death rate is, is steadily decreasing, like a lot, which seems important. It seems just... Just a little bit important to talk about that, but don't pay attention to that. But let's not bore anyone with those things that aren't important. One of the things you're seeing is, oh, the spike in cases. This is the most cases we've had, and we're going to have all this, and this is so much worse than March. We reopen way too early. Well, Houston's running out of ICU beds. Houston is running at normal capacity, and uh, oh, they're running out, Nate. They're running. Yes, they're there's a shortage. Never mind what their numbers were in January. No, it doesn't matter. February or March before the pandemic hit. Those Mm -mm. numbers don't matter. Doesn't matter. What matters now is they're they're out. In fact, they're putting people on top of the hospital because they have nowhere else to put them, and they're constructing underground caves. All kinds of store these bodies in they're taking gymnasiums and all kinds of things to put you know it's basically looks just like the movie contagion in here it's no difference whatsoever except for that this has a you know barely higher death rate than the flu but that doesn't really matter (laughs) whatsoever what matters is there's a lot of cases out there now one thing that i feel like we should take into account you remember when we had that whole testing shortage thing that whole you know that whole mishap with with how we couldn't do any tests there were like how many tests were there to start off with they had like twenty thousand yeah test kits or something it was something ridiculous i i can't remember so we were talking about how we had to ramp up the testing ramp up the testing and of course only the people that were the most sick were getting tested at the beginning in fact you know people were being told if you did think that you were sick with it um you, you don't leave your house. Don't go to the hospital because you might spread it around. There's nothing we can do if you do have it. And uh, just just stay home. And uh, if also, you get really bad, then come, then come in. Also, don't forget that at first the CDC didn't want anybody else testing besides them. Yeah. They sent out test kits that were already predisposed to positive viruses. And then when they finally did clear uh, some <clears throat> some private companies, they only approved two of them. And there were 60 of them trying to get approved. So we could have had the testing available back in like April. Yeah. We could have had it. And the government was like, no, 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 no. That's not, let's not do that. That doesn't sound like something the government would do. Yeah. You're just a conspiracy theorist. Did you see that? Or you, maybe you shared the tweet from Adam Carolla that was talking about, um, 
that was talking about how the government that sent out $4 billion oh, yeah. in stimulus checks <laughs> to dead people is the same government that people want yeah. to solve racism. I didn't retweet it because the number that I read was $1.4 So I didn't retweet his tweet because I hadn't. I hadn't confirmed the four billion number. It, it sounded higher than everything else I had read. It honestly doesn't matter. It's it's too many billion. Yeah, whatever the Once billion. Once you get is, over a billion, yeah, I don't think it matters. It was much. billion times more money than it should have been. What, mm-hmm. Whatever the exact number is. So anyway, we've been testing a whole lot more. So we've been seeing. I've been seeing Joe Biden campaign commercials about how our cases are spiking and and all kinds of stuff on the news about the the increase in cases. And I'll show you on the video right here the the basic chart of what you've been seeing and uh let me let me show this over here this is this is basically what you've been seeing which is that we went from nothing obviously didn't didn't have anything started testing a bunch people were catching the coronavirus obviously had a big spike and then it decreased and then we've taken this big ramp up you should have bought low down there when it was ramping up over those highs and so far it's sustained over these highs and is finding support at that previous resistance level. Sorry, this is not the trading class. This is um, the coronavirus cases that we're talking about right now. So it, it ramped up and, and went over that high. And look at this. We're at the highest point that we've had on daily case numbers so far. Well, Bloomberg went through. And uh, they well, actually, they didn't do it. This is from the COVID tracking project. I was say, I don't think Michael Bloomberg was in there. No, no, I don't think he wrote numbers. I don't think he wrote this article anyway, but... Um, they went through the COVID tracking project and adjusted the numbers for the the likely cases and at the, the test rate that we're currently at. And back in March, we were running at like 60% of the people who were being tested were positive. And then that number went all the way down to like 9%. It's around something like 20% right now. And so what they did was they adjusted for basically assuming that it was the same virus and this 60% of people that were being tested were actually more representative, like between 10 and 15% of the people. Mm-hmm. And so the case numbers were actually at least 10 to 20 times more than what we actually thought that there were. And now obviously we're, we're testing way more. I was looking at the numbers earlier. I mean, we're aside from China, since you can trust all of their numbers, aside from China, we're testing the most, like by far, which starts to make sense because um, we have a lot of people. We're one of the highest population countries, but our our test per million is like 140,000 per million, so about 14 percent. Um, you know that we're that we're able to test so far. The UK is that like 33,000 per million that that they've tested. I mean, literally, we're well, they're doing a bunch better job than we are. Yeah, yeah, and so. Listen, I'm not trying to make a bunch of excuses or or just run along a, a, a right wing talking point or anything like this. But the fact that we are testing so much right now and it's so much easier to get tests, you're naturally going to have higher cases after you test more. And if there's other countries like you can't no one would would assume that if someone stopped testing, just say that 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 uh, the UK ceased their testing and their new case number went down to zero that they had solved coronavirus and all their problems were gone but that's what this logic would would tell you is that the the amount of tests that you're that you're doing all the time doesn't have anything to do with the fact that you have more cases well i mean that would tell you that if you didn't test any that the problem would be solved so you have got to follow that through to its logical conclusion let me show you what it actually looks like 
real here, real quick right here, in the revised view that is taking into account um, the fact that we were not testing nearly as much at that time. So they revised the likely numbers accounting for the percentage of people that were testing positive. The Which is, by the way, doing. a more accurate view of the data. What you're saying yeah. is the data actually matters. The actual data. <clears throat> yeah, and yeah. not and not manipulating it to something that fits the narrative that you're trying to perpetrate. Yeah, I feel like that would would actually matter. So you can see on this chart, much different. We get a really, really big spike right there at the very beginning of April. So it starts ramping up middle of March. And then we spike all the way up to the highest point, which is uh, about the first week of April right there. And then we took a really big dip down. And now it's starting to ramp back up. But this is taking into account the amount of tests per the population that we're doing and all of those positive rates and all that kind of stuff. This is what it more accurately looks like, which is that right now we're seeing about half as many new cases every single day uh, or a little less than that than we were seeing at the beginning of April, which would paint a much, much different picture and present a much, much different narrative. So it's not as politically, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's really not as politically useful to present this chart right here. You want to, you want to present the other chart that says that this is the worst it's been so far. And we'll need to keep presenting charts that show that it's getting worse and worse. And then magically the graph will drop off down to zero sometime the second week in November, I'm betting, is, is when this will no longer be a problem. So anyway, that's really all I had to say about that. You got to listen, I'm not trying to just be in defense of everything that the that Trump or the right wing or anyone is saying. But the amount of cases that we're conducting does matter. And if you guys want to see the charts that I just put up, I will link to this article in the show notes so you can actually look at it. I posted it on our Facebook page, our Twitter, our Instagram, all that stuff today. So if you want to go and look at those two charts, then you can go do that. So anyway, I've got... Listen. It's so interesting because, of course, mm. from one side of the aisle, <laughs> all you're hearing, and I see this in Facebook and everywhere else too, is that the cases are going up. The cases are going up. All, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Cases are going up. They're going up without actually looking into the data and realizing or, or even asking the question, what would cause the amount of cases to go up? Could increased testing cause the cases to rise? I mean, that's just the conspiracy theory talk right there is all that is. That's all I'm hearing. Just I know. I conspiracy know. theorists. And then the other it part matters, <clears throat> this infection rate per amount of cases matters. And then obviously the biggest number that matters is the mortality rate, which keeps, by the way, declining. Yeah, they still with every new case we add and less people dying. It keeps declining. They're still saying that there's probably 10 times as many cases out there as what we're actually finding. I mean, it's a clear fact that not every single person who is sick or I mean, even if you are, I mean, you had a fever yesterday. I had a day before neither one of us went and got tested. Now we're in our in our early 30s right now. We're not at a super high risk for it or anything like that. I'm very early 30s. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're barely earlier 30 <laughs> than I am. Okay. I'm barely. only 31, Mister 33. You're 31. Yes. Oh, I just turned 33. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. So for right now, you get to appear much much younger than um, I am. Yeah. So I had the same issue with my wife because for a good portion of the year she was 34 and I was 32 
and I would make fun of her for being old <laughs> all the time, as if that were something you could help yeah. in any kind of way. And now I'm 33. She's calling me old and, oh, I'm not that much older than you. You know, yeah. it's not oh, quite as... <clears throat> the chickens come home to Oh, rooster. man. So anyway, um, the other thing that you, you know, we, we still don't know the actual numbers. You can't you can't just specifically trust all the numbers that we're seeing. We talked about this earlier in the week and several other times. New York was saying plainly posting out there. If you have symptoms that look like it could be coronavirus, they actually change death certificates. Then you're being counted as a coronavirus case. Even if you were never tested for the coronavirus, they're counting people who match the symptoms of the coronavirus, which are symptoms of, all kinds of different things, common colds, the flu, all kinds of stuff like that. Now, look, we are completely against death. We've gone, we've yeah. gone over this so many times. So I and, started with and that today. The 140, 50, maybe 180,000. I can't remember what the exact number is right now that they have said, which you can't trust that number um, because we've had public health officials come out for deaths or cases. Deaths. It's so like we're against 118,000, I think. Yeah. Is what we're against I all with like that's sad. It's sad yeah. when 100,000 people die. That is absolutely terrible. And we're against that. We wish that none of those people would have died. Yeah. Now, whether they died from coronavirus or not, we don't actually know because it's been, we've played the video for you where public <laughs> health officials, like the officials, the state officials came out and said that if, um, you know, if you, uh, if you drown in the ocean and you test positive for COVID-19, then you go down as a coronavirus death. Yeah. And so we can't trust the actual numbers. So we don't know exactly what they are. We still don't know if George even Floyd if went down as a coronavirus death. Probably did because he tested positive. You guys it. remember George Floyd? Yes. Everyone, anyone remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if, if those numbers are hundred percent accurate, let's say, which we know they're not, but let's give the devil his due here. If they are hundred percent, we are against all of those. Yeah. However, you can't, keep the economy completely shut down and expect that you're going to solve any kind of problems. They're putting together the second stimulus package right now. That's in the, in the stack today to talk about more money, even more money than the last one. Cause Good. the last one, it wasn't enough. And it's so ne never we, we got to double down we're going to have to more than double down and that'll solve the problem. That's, that's what the problem is, is we haven't printed enough money to put into the people's hands. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what's actually going on. Dude, the Supreme Court is on a roll right now. They're issuing stuff all the time. I don't know if there's just a certain time of the year that they start issuing opinions on things. Just started. Because apparently it's Supreme Court season. It's every single day of the week, man. And they just put out another one. Now, we don't have any, uh, I don't think we have any dissents or majorities or anything to read in here, but this is a conversation about voting rights and voting voter suppression from a case that they just ruled on out of Alabama. That I always, I always save the Supreme Court articles for Charlie to read. <laughs> From Reuters, U.S. Supreme Court blocks Alabama order easing, easing voting restrictions. Alabama requires voters to submit a photo identification when they apply for an absentee, absentee ballot, and it requires that, uh, that ballot to be returned along with a signature of two witnesses or a notary. A U.S. District Court judge in Birmingham, Alabama's largest city, issued a ruling in June that would have effectively freed voters from the photo ID requirement in some counties if they are 65 or older and have a disability. Under that ruling, voters with medical conditions that put them at risk of COVID-19 could sidestep the requirement to have their ballot signed by a witness. 
The judge also would have blocked Alabama from restricting counties that wish to establish curbside voting. But the Supreme Court blocked the district court ruling in a 5-4 to four decision along ideological lines, at least until an appeals process is resolved. The case deals with Alabama's July 14 runoff election, which was postponed for March due to the pandemic and includes a Republican a Republic Senate primary between one-time U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions and former college football coach Tommy Turberville. Democrats and Republicans are fighting nationwide over how to manage voting during a pandemic ahead of the November 3 elections that will determine the control of the White House, Congress, and state legislators across the country. Trump and Republican allies have attacked the idea of expanding mail balloting, arguing it is vulnerable to fraud and worrying that easier voting, uh, easier voting would hurt their party's chances. Democrats and voting rights groups say it is a way to protect voters from the coronavirus and that a failure to guarantee that option amid a pandemic would hold poor and African-Americans from voting because they are deemed more vulnerable to the virus. Now, remember, this this law was only for people that were 65 or older or had a disability. And that that's it. That's that's all this law was for was people who were 65 or older or had a disability. Mm-hmm. Why does this come down to disenfranchising African-American voters? automatically like how, how does it automatically come down to that well because they're poor <laughs> yeah it's, it's so crazy well we have another story today that just everything everything come, comes down the race now everything's racism of course everything is i don't know you know i've always been back and forth on the voter id thing and the reason i'm back and forth on it the reason i have to go towards presenting an id for voting is because of all the power the powers we've given the government you know if the government didn't have the power to control the economy if it wasn't taking money out of my bank account if it wasn't invading foreign countries if it wasn't doing all of these things all the time then i wouldn't care that much about what restrictions they put on the voting process or or whether or not they did but then when you you know when you talk about the fact that the government does have all those all of those powers and you talk about maybe seeing if someone has uh, already voted or if they are in fact a citizen of the United States or something like that, or if they are actually a, a you know someone who lives in that county or that precinct or something like that, if they are that actual person and they're not just going out and voting for people. Um, I start to lean more towards voter ID because of all the powers that the government has. So that, that's, that's where I go where I go down. I really think that our voting process is still very archaic. And I was talking to someone else about this the other day, like with the invention of blockchain technology, you could have a public ledger of a unique blockchain that was assigned to each person that could be used for voting. And then you you're not you're unable to change that public ledger and then you could vote from home using blockchain technology. So I have no idea why we're so far behind the curve of the private sector when it comes to voting and, and unique identifications that uh, one person equals one vote. You don't know why any reason why the no, I know government why. system would be no, so I, far yeah. behind. Yes. <laughs> well, cause you can't code for blockchain technology yeah. in cobalt. Now, can you mine, <laughs> can you mine vote coin? Is that something that we can uh, set no, up? No, it's not a cryptocurrency. Blockchain oh, okay. technology is not just crypto. Okay. I There's all you. kinds of cool things you can do with blockchain. Yeah. But anyway, you could create the, the unique identifier and it would be a public ledger, meaning that you couldn't change it. It's impossible to change because each, each uh, chain that is created um, is encrypted. 
Yeah, you lost me. Okay, I don't want to go too deep. Marie into it. says, "Just because I'm black does not mean I'm poor." That's right. He is just as talented and and just as smart as any white kids that are out exactly. there. Exactly. You know, according to Joe Biden. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> yeah. Except you're not black, Maurice, because you're not voting for Biden. You're not voting for Biden. So, so he's not, not black anyway. So you're not black anyway. So we wouldn't assume that you're poor because you're not black because you're not voting for Biden. <laughs> right. I don't know what, how, how this became so confusing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just Come on. follow the logic, Maurice. <laughs> the anyway, logic. I, it's, it's the voter ID thing is tough. And honestly, you know, what's the libertarian stance on it? What's the liberty stance on it? It's, it's a tough thing because you want to make sure that the votes are fair, um, but at the same time, it has to be accessible. Libertarians but are generally against IDs, the IDs in right. the first place. Right. So it's you know you're not going to have a massive majority of libertarians that agree with voter ID because it would require an ID, and you don't want everyone to have an ID. So so that's that's it's a difficult. But here's one. the thing: you're not required to vote. Yeah, but if, voting's optional. <laughs> It's, it's weird. It's a, it's a strange, it's, it's a weird problem. And then when you add in the, the pandemic, the really, you know, this, this terrible pandemic. Now what they could solve is while you're waiting in line at the ballot box, you could hold a black lives matter sign. And then you wouldn't have to worry about transferring the virus between people. Yes. So True. I don't, you know, it's this kind of innovation that discovered the wheel and that's right there. <laughs> that kind of what stuff if, right uh, there. I mean, I don't know. You could fingerprint or something like that. If you're against voter oh, IDs, fingerprints, huh? <laughs> All right. I really don't know. What's yeah. the actual solution. I don't know. That's why I said. I'm, 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 I'm pretty back and forth on it because with all the powers we've given the government, I do want to be more stringent about who's voting and whose votes are getting counted and whether or not they're accurate and all that. Because, so now you're but, four walls and voter suppression. <laughs> Status Nate no, strikes again. That's not what I'm saying. I feel like I'm Jordan Peterson talking to uh, what's her name Kathy right now. Newman. You're saying you hate women. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. So now you're racist. Yeah. Well, obviously you can see me. I'm obviously racist. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, your, your uh, white fragility is showing. Tell me what you guys think about voter ID. In now the Santa's live saying status Chuck. No status Chuck. That's not true. It's true. He deleted that comment. I think it is Perfect. true. Status Chuck. No, that's what's happening. Nope. Status Nate. He meant to say status Nate. We'll see status Nate come through here in just a second. Gosh, <laughs> dang it. Okay. Well, let us, uh, y'all let us know what you think about voter ID laws. Yeah. We will be doing a nice uh, in-depth and somber reading of the, the Declaration of Independence. So somber and so important to talk about the Declaration of Independence here in a minute. We'll be running through and talking about the ideas of America which obviously we fell short on at the beginning and we're heavily falling short on right now as well. So we'll be going through that here just in a, in a couple minutes. But listen, the first stimulus, it just wasn't enough. And we can't figure out why when you force people to close their businesses and you pay people to not work, that the economy is not roaring back right now. And, and so we need to have another round of stimulus checks because the problem is not that the businesses are closed or that the economy has been widely shut down. The problem is that people don't have money. That's, that's, what, the, uh, that's what the problem is. So Chuck Guevara, status Nate. 
Oh, God. Oh, you got Guevara. I I mean, that's way worse. Way worse. Man. All right, so Senate Republicans are cooling to the second round of stimulus checks, meaning they are getting on board for a second round from NBC News. Democrats want another round of direct stimulus payments to Americans up to $1,200, up to $1,200 as coronavirus cases rise in dozens of states. President Trump isn't ruling it out, but Senate Republicans are on the fence or opposed, complicating its prospects. I wasn't supportive of the first round. I don't think I'd be supportive of the second, said Senator Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin. This is not a classic recession that requires financial stimulus. That is true. The the financial stimulus is not necessary. We've talked about this whole recession, depression, economic downturn that we've had is not because the system of capitalism failed or or anything like that. It's because it hasn't been allowed to operate. Those are very different things. Very, very different things. There's one thing where you have a massive bubble, which obviously we have a big bubble. And then you have a bunch of... Yeah, it's not to say that the market wasn't inflated. But it's not to say that we didn't have problems in the bond market and even housing and and the credit markets and things like that. There were serious problems. But it's not the same thing as saying that the system failed and we're going to have to step in with printed with printed currency to inject money into it because the system's failed and we're going to have to... That's not what happened. It was shut down. The system was shut down. That's that's very, very forced different. forced to close. House Democrats... Now, now all the bubbles and, and the problems that the markets had to begin with probably made it worse. So the, the, the shutdown... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The bubbles uh, exacerbated the the shutdown effects yeah which is why you know 40 something million people lost their jobs which i, I think half of those people have gained them back that's now, why the market lost 40 percent in the right. span of a few weeks it was it right. was a big bubble and it popped down to a to a f- fair value kind of for for probably closer to where it should have been but you know who got theirs before it fell <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sure a lot of people got theirs before it fell yeah and then a lot of people got theirs when it when it fell after yeah. it fell. Then after the, it fell down, they bought. The smart people <laughs> came in, and uh, it's just like I remember the quote from Warren Buffett saying, "How much money did you lose?" Someone asked him, "How much money did you lose in 2008?" He said, "None. I didn't sell in 2008. So I, I was buying in 2008. Right. I didn't lose any money, and and so that's what all the 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 smart people who are good at making money." do during this situation is it's time to invest when the market crashed i was telling my wife if you can up your 401k like if you can up your contribution and it will matter at all you can't really do that just in the middle of the you know in a random month you know it doesn't work that way shows i don't know anything about a corporate you know retirement plan or anything like that i don't know how that stuff works but i was telling her you need to get in you need to be putting some money in this right now because this thing's gonna rebound and uh it, even if it's not even real, it's going to rebound a, a really big percentage. If they're so, handing out fake money, you might as well get your piece. So the Democrats have passed a $3 trillion bill that includes another round of direct deposits and checks. Remember, the first one was $2.2 trillion. So the Democrats have passed a $3 trillion. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer has endorsed that bill. Nudge Senate, uh, who has re- endorsed the bill nudged Senate Republicans on Thursday to get off their hands and finally work with Democrats to quickly provide additional federal fiscal relief. <laughs> it's a uh, man, just so a, some some conservative for you. Politics are disgusting. Well, that was from Chuck Schumer, but the um, it's politics are just disgusting you know the two sides they don't work together and both sides get to blame the other side for not doing what they want to do 
we always gravitate towards tyranny. We're really terrible negotiators because it always negotiates away from liberty. You know, it's it's not like it's you know if the tax rate right now is twenty percent, and the the Democrats would come out with a ninety nine percent, and the Republicans would counter with a twenty five percent. There's no one out there countering with a zero percent. That's that's not what, they, and then they settle on eighteen. That's that's not whatever happens. It always goes away from liberty, and it, it's just pretty gross. Majority Whip John Toon from South Dakota said Republicans are divided on whether to send more money to Americans when asked about Trump's interest in a second round of payments. So, listen, we don't have to go through all of the politics of this. Same thing we said last time. There ain't no money, y'all. They don't have any. Mm-mm. Can you imagine what the deficit's going to end up being this year? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be 6.5 trillion dollars. It's going to be in, insane. In deficit probably 6 to 7 trillion dollars in deficit. More We're than looking likely. at like -50% GDP come the second quarter. Yeah. By the way. So the GDP decreases, which by the way is where they collect tax revenue from the economy. So they shut down the economy, they're going so to the collect pro- So the projected deficit's probably going to be well, the projected deficit is probably wrong. It's going to be way higher. Yeah. Considering the, the receipts. After I mean, this who, stimulus, who even knows if they're going to collect taxes on July 15th, which is yeah, coming They up. still even collected taxes. So, I mean, the, right now we're at a, at a 100% budget yeah. deficit <laughs> for, for what's going on. The only taxes they're collecting out of people's weekly paychecks. True. Yeah, those payroll taxes. Yeah, but they're trying to get people to stop working. So, <laughs> trying to fix that problem. We got too many people working right now. We need to pay them to not work mm-hmm. is what we got to do. So, speaking of how everything is racist... Um, Charlie's got a story here. This story out of Wisconsin, this black man shot and killed by a police officer on Thursday was ridiculous. Now, listen, we're against police brutality. We have spoken about that quite a bit on the podcast. We're against gover- government tyranny. Yeah. And remember the enforcement early, arm of that tyranny. Remember earlier when we said we were against death? Yes. Yeah, we're still against death when it comes to police brutality as well. But this, this shows you there's no... There is no underlying principle or logic or objectivity whatsoever. Um, everything is racist, and doesn't matter what someone did, it's racist. And it doesn't matter if you were trying to attack someone with a knife. If someone killed you, it's because that person was racist. <laughs> it's, well, let's it's read crazy. through this story, and you crazy. draw you draw your own conclusions here. So this is coming from fake Fox News. <laughs> A black man was shot and killed by a Wisconsin police officer Thursday after authorities say he chased a woman with a pair of knives and then advanced to the officer. Let me read that again for you. A black man was shot and killed. uh, A black man was shot, uh, killed, shot and killed by a Wisconsin police officer Thursday after authorities say he chased a woman with a pair of knives and then advanced on the officer. Hmm. Interesting. Just another story about a racist cop. Right. Family members of Kevin Ruffin, 32, said he had psychiatric issues, but believe his race (laughs) played a role in the shooting. Uh, These Wisconsin names. Sheboygan. Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan. Hey, have you been to Sheboygan lately? (laughs) You got to get the kids from Sheboygan, man. It's in Wisconsin. Police Chief Christopher DeMont... (laughs) Demagalski. <laughs> Demagalski. 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 Said police officers responded to a call that a man was chasing a woman 
with a say style kitchen knives around 5:50 a.m. Probably size style. It sounds size style. Sound, sounds, Doesn't matter. Kitchen knives. Yeah. According to a local news report, the responding officer tried to talk to him and fired his taser before Ruffin allegedly charged him with the knives, forcing the officer to use his firearm. Now, we do need to see body cam footage, but... um, Marie said black knives matter. (laughs) (laughs) The officer has been put on administrative leave, which is standard in officer-involved shootings. The state Department of Justice is investigating. The officer, whose name and race has not yet been revealed, was wearing his body cam, which recorded the incidents. There we go. So we're going to actually have some footage of this. The woman was reportedly taken to the hospital to be treated and has been released. Court records show that Ruffin was arrested several times between 2008 and 2019, but was often found not guilty due to his mental health issues. But because he was black, he was considered as a threat from the beginning. Shariah Appleton, a cousin, said, This stuff has been going on all around the world, and it's why everyone is protesting. This is why we are upset. The color of our skin should not determine whether we are taken into custody or taken to the morgue. Now, that's not necessarily wrong, except for the fact that this guy was chasing a woman with knives. Well, yeah, just imagine. And then came at the officer with knives. Imagine the statement. If that's true. Because he was black, he was considered a threat from the beginning. The guy was chasing a woman with knives. And then we've, we got body cam footage, and we'll see whether or not he came towards the officer with the knives. Listen, a person close to you with a knife is as dangerous or more dangerous than someone with a gun, as anyone in the military would show you or has any kind of training with that. Like, if you're close distance with a knife, you're a very dangerous person. And the guy hit him with a taser. He tried to talk him down. And if the guy did, in fact, come towards him with a knife, we will get the video. It has not been released yet. It, you can't just say that this is out of racism. It's crazy, and it does a disservice to the actual problem that exists that is police brutality that actually exists in several cases. This does a massive disservice to that when you start calling everything racism, and this is because he was black. Like, no, I mean, the lady had to be taken to the hospital and treated, so she was obviously harmed with, with one of the knives, or both of them. I don't know. So she was obviously harmed in some kind of or a way. Or some type of assault, even if it wasn't yeah. with the knives. In, in some kind of a way. So it, now trying to make an excuse and then saying that it's only because he was black that he was, that he was shot is just insane. It, and like I said, it completely detracts from what is a meaningful argument about whether or not there is police brutality and, wh- and whether or not police officers. Well, and it completely distracts from two major problems, police brutality being one of them, mental health being another. I mean, this guy has been arrested several times in the last 10 years, and he's been found not guilty due to his mental health issues. Why was he not receiving the mental health that he, the help that he needed? Yeah. That's another major issue that this, that this entire thing discredits because they're try- just trying to say that the Wisconsin police killed him because he was black. And honestly, with his mental health issues, this calls for some common sense knife legislation right here. I don't know how he was able to buy those knives. Right. You know, and you, you're going to have to start putting those things in cases. So well, probably it was someone's whoever had these kitchen knives. It was their fault for not putting a sign yeah. on the knives that said not for mental health issue. Or there uh, was inadequate people. safety on the knife or something yeah. like that. We'll have to get rid of knives. Probably. Hmm. Get rid of police officers, get rid of guns, get rid of knives. Problem solved. Yeah. There we go. Only spoons. That's all you can have now. (laughs)
So anyway, right. let us know what y'all think about that. It's it's a uh, Maurice. Maurice made a good comment here. He said he was a threat because he was black? Question mark. No, he was a threat because he was chasing a woman with knives. That's why he was a threat. Yeah. I don't care if it was a monkey doing it. Yeah. Or a dog or a cat or a white guy or an Asian guy or whatever. It doesn't matter. Hey, don't talk about Asians. <laughs> Come on. It doesn't matter what it was. Oh, Maurice says it wasn't a knife-free zone. Yeah, that's, that's what the, the problem. problem was. That's what we're going to have to. Yeah, high-capacity knife bands knife free zones we're gonna have to put up signs and all kinds of stuff around like that yeah you so, can't only be so many inches that'll solve the problem so until that like if you're a woman out there listening first off you're <laughs> i don't know why you were so concerned about this guy simply because he was black you should have not been so racist i mean that was that was obviously what the problem is but if you're a woman you're going to need to look for those knife free zones to walk mm-hmm. around in because those are the safer areas to go around in so anyway we solved that problem pretty quickly. I mean, that was like five minutes and we just solved death. Yeah. That's that's what we aim for. And just so you guys know, that's obviously race rights are more important than women's rights. Yeah. I mean, this was a women have no right to not be chased with knives anymore. And you have the order of victimhood here because it was a woman that was being assaulted by a man. So, you know, for feminists, you would have to be upset about that. But then the man was black so therefore, the man had a higher victimhood status than the woman did. Now, did we get a color on the woman? Because I don't know where to put her on the chart. Did we get a color on her? Well, this is where intersectionality becomes a problem. Yeah, I know. This is tough to tough to diagnose. We'll have to wait for the cam to come out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see the body camera and yeah. if, if he did pose a threat. So let's talk about the Declaration of Independence. In case, y'all, in case y'all didn't know, tomorrow is July 4th. I'm predicting massive riots all over the place. Probably. Yeah. yeah. All over the place, which is why I went short on the market yesterday because <laughs> I'm just assuming there's going to be massive riots. Yeah. I yeah. should have uh, I should have gone long on a few of those uh, body cam stocks and stuff like that also. <laughs> Man. Just, just predicting it. But in case y'all didn't know, America herself was born July 4th, 1776 with the Declaration of Independence. Now, granted, it was... Before then, when we actually won the war, there was the Articles of Confederation, but officially the date that's recognized is July 4th, 1776. Um, I'm sorry. I got some of that. I got some of that messed up. The Constitution wasn't even adopted until 1780. Declaration. Yeah. So this is the actual declaration that was sent. This is when we sent our breakup letter to the king. Yes. Now, I believe it was signed on July 2nd by most people. I think somewhere from, around there. from what people were saying yesterday, they started signing it on the 2nd. Yes. I guess it was, they officially went to the post office and got it notarized on the 4th. <laughs> yeah. So Postmarked. Yeah, they paid that stamp tax <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and postmarked July 4th. <laughs> so we'll read some of this and we'll have just a slight discussion on on America and, and some of her history and and what America got right and what, what it got wrong, what yeah. she got wrong. There, there's a couple of these things. So so we can go back and forth like we did last year on some of the, the paragraphs are difficult. We've only got three paragraphs we're going to read. Last year, we went through all of the grievances, um, but we'll go back and forth unless you want to read the whole thing. No. Okay. So this is America's uh, breakup letter. It says, in Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America because back then there were only 13, by the way, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people 
to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Separation. So this is this is the breakup letter that lays out why they are not only morally morally justified in separated separation but why they are morally obligated and to separate it, i love that the first paragraph is explaining that we have to declare why we're doing this like that's what he's saying like here this is why we're doing this don't get up don't get all up in your feelings okay read to the second third paragraph mr king all right do it you know read through here i'm just telling you this is why we're going to declare this okay yeah. and not only why but it's more so of like a list of like we have to <laughs> because the laws of nature and of nature's god have been have been um, violated we sent the king a john deere letter and uh he did not react very nicely from it uh -uh. nope so they go on to say we right here this is the most important part to me we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. You know the thing. And you know the thing. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> all men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. <laughs> I'm so glad we had Pretty that. Close. Pretty close. Pretty close, Joe. You're almost there. <laughs> that, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which we obviously talk about the pursuit of meaning i mean you should want to be happy as much as you can but we talk about meaning that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed so they're saying that these truths are self-evident that we we don't even have to prove this we don't we don't have to make the case for why it is it's self-evident all right that that In all fact, men, you have to argue why it's not self-evident. Yeah, exactly. Which in the beginning, he talks about the laws of nature and of nature's God. And that all men are created equal. Now, obviously, heavily scrutinized little sentence right there, because obviously they own slaves at this time. Okay. So this is where you just decide that you're going to discredit the entire thing because they said all men are created equal. Now, what we said, they did not hold up to the standard at that, at that time, and it's because disgustingly they didn't consider african americans to 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 be people they didn't consider them to be in the 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 men mankind category they considered them to be they, property yeah they considered them property which or, is wrong or by the way animals or whatever completely you know? wrong but that doesn't make the statement false no it just means that we had to work to eventually live up to it and yeah. it took a hundred years for us to to eventually start living up to this Almost in the same way that we consider unborn babies fetuses. <laughs> God. <laughs> Almost. Put that in your blunt and smoke it, right? <laughs> he says they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. So you have rights. They cannot be taken away from you. They were given to you by your creator. They don't just say God, by the way. They know that not everyone believed in God, even at that time. What does unalienable mean? Nate, I, I, I think it I think it means that it cannot be uh, separated from you. It cannot be 
you know, apart or cannot be removed from you or whatever. Who knows? Who knows what that is? Mm -hmm. They were obviously talking about aliens at that time, which is proof that there uh, were ancient aliens back in the 1700s, I believe is what we're talking about there. (laughs) So that among those rights that cannot be taken away from you are life, liberty, and the pursuit of of meaning, (laughs) pursuit of happiness. So they, they line out what your rights are. The fact that we're, we're all created equal and that you have rights that you were born with. And then they say, why do we have government? Why do we have a government in the first place? And it, it is to secure these rights. That is why we have the government, because you have these rights and we have to make sure that no one is going to take those rights away from you. So it says to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's one of my favorite, favorite lines ever. I know it's one of Charlie's too. So we institute this government, and then that government gets its power from the consent of the people that it is governing, is, is what that means. Mm-hmm. So that where, whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So when that government is no longer protecting those rights, securing those rights for you, it is, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish that government and to institute a new tyranny. (laughs) (laughs) They did pretty well. It last, you know, it worked for a while. Right. You know, we might have to reprint this thing and put it out again and send it to Washington, D.C., right. I think, <laughs> you know, or like Sam says, he said he could have shortened it just to sent cinema him a text and said, suck it, KG3. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It continues on here. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. That's a really good one. Yeah. What he's saying is, is that we shouldn't change out government for trivial means. Yeah. Uh, But the, the, the flip side of that is, is that people are, uh, experience shows that people are very traditional. They're tribal, they're traditional, and it's very difficult to get someone to change their mind to what they're accustomed to. That they'll they'll keep taking it as long as they can take it. Right. And they'll go until they can't take it anymore. Right. That's that that's what they mean by th- saying that uh, mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. So you it, see this all the time. I mean, a close at home good example is domestic abuse. Yeah. You know, you'll see women in particular that will keep going back and back and back and back and back because you uh, we are a species that fears the unknown. And although the evils that you're suffering are terrible, um, they're not as bad as the unknown. I think that our current situation is a good example. Of exactly. That. I mean, Great what example. we've seen over the last hundred years or so that, yeah. OK, well, taxation. Dang it. But, you know, oh my I'll, God, dude, speaking of that. Yeah, I was watching the America's Book of Secrets on I thought you were Netflix say last Braveheart. night. No. I really thought you were going to say Braveheart. No, but we can talk about that afterwards. Okay. 
I was watching America's Book of Secrets last night, and I skipped down because the preview showed what happened in 1933 with FDR and, and what happened with gold. Yeah. So 20 years after Federal Reserve was established and the income tax was established, um, FDR, through executive order, took it, made it illegal, by the way, illegal to own to own gold coins, gold certificates or gold bullion. And you had to turn it in and you had to turn it in at the current exchange rate back then, which was twenty dollars and thirty six cents per troy ounce. So per ounce of gold, you only got $20.36 for it. Immediately upon securing all the gold, FDR raised the price of per ounce of to $35. <laughs> Nearly doubled the price of gold as soon as it was all turned in. So you're saying the government created a shortage <laughs> and then the price spiked. And then immediately raised the price through the stroke of a pen. That made me so angry. Like, how be- did we not have riots back then? It would be and sim- how did well, we, we didn't allow- have social media. <laughs> how did we allow the government to do something like that to steal from people? I was so infuriated last night. There were so many. I mean, you know, when there's a crisis, the government takes advantage of that. You're going through the you Great could, Depression. Yeah, you just came out of a of a well, major that's the way war that they funded the the green the not the Green New Deal, but they funded <laughs> the New Deal. Yeah, is absolutely disgusting. Yep. So anyway, so back to this though, he was he's laying out that. Humans are predictable. Humans will take a lot of beating, um, and they're accustomed to that because they fear the unknown more. They'll keep allowing people to take rights and take rights, mm-hmm. and they'll keep losing their liberty over time until and until they just can't handle it anymore. And they'll and they'll keep thinking that you know maybe there is some security here, or yeah, whatever. Because the the fear of the unknown is a is a it's a rightful fear. It's, it's hard. Your brain, it's hard for your brain to comprehend. It's, it's instinct. It's what you don't natural. know. Exactly. But then something very important is put here. A, but <laughs> he says, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invents a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right And then he clarifies here, not only is it their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for the future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. That's so beautiful. It's good. Yeah. So good. Now, I mean, that's the the right and duty part is is really important there but do you see a time when like when would it become our duty to to do this like when would this happen again you know at at what point because i feel like i mean i feel like what we're going through right now is um quite a bit more tyranny i mean maybe without like the uh you know the the death the just death by government blatantly death by government if you, know, you ask guilty, the question you know so you say when and if when? you ask the question sooner or later i would affirm the former say that, that, that in statement i i love your queen's english right there and i know that we are uh reading the declaration but say it in normal people speak i'm, I'm trying to i'm, I'm are you trying I, to channel i don't well, No, i'm TJ not trying to right channel now? that I'm, what i'm trying to say is i don't 
I don't want to come right out and say that sooner rather than later is the option. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say, if you're going to say sooner or later, then I would affirm the former. I got to tell you, man, that's one of the biggest BS responses <laughs> I've ever heard in my whole life. Your yeah, line in the a, your line in the sand is when they come for your guns, because then that's you've, one of them. You've lost your last line yeah. of defense. Now I lined out my line a, a couple of weeks ago, which is if they cancel Forrest Gump, then I'm out. I'm out. That's, that's it. it. I'm protesting. That's all you can handle. That, that, that's all I can handle. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm suffering through all the other cancellations right now. If they end up telling me that they can't play Forrest Gump anymore or a Christmas story, if they do either one of those, then that's the last straw. Yeah. I'll set the, I'll set the building on fire. Then that's it. I'll do it. No, but um you know, I just wonder if anyone ever thinks about that. You know, you got your boog boys out there, all these people that are going to take over the tyrannical government. Where's that line? What is it? And maybe it's coming for the guns. I don't know. So I I, I don't I don't know what other than taking the guns because that is your last line of defense, really. But I mean, after the guns comes the gulags. But if they make so many things illegal that the police are coming to your house because you had an improper thermostat setting or something like that, like are you going to start shooting them when they come in, or are you just going to go into jail? Like what? What you know? What are you going to do? Marie said, if they cancel Braveheart, it's a wrap. Yeah, I would never know. <laughs> you would never. If even they cancel know. a Patriot, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now mainly look, Forrest Gump. Th- this goes without saying that America, from its founding, had her faults. Mm-hmm. Obviously, slavery was a bad deal. The feet, uh, the 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 three fifths compromise, horrible. Slavery, horrible. All those things were atrocities that defied the very purpose of what they were doing. Which, by the way, the three-fifths compromise was pushed more by the North because they didn't want the South to have as many votes. Right. So, I mean, it's, so it's pretty it's, crazy. So we've been political since the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, look, the America's not without her faults, but the foundational principles from which America was founded she got it right and she got it right through this declaration of independence and the constitution which laid out in essence and i can say in 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 a few i guess in one sentence what america got right the most was that individual sovereignty was supreme and that's what we talk about on this show every single day everything that we talk about all the news stories what we believe in and life liberty and the pursuit of meaning all of that you can intersectionality break it all the way down <laughs> to the sovereign individual. And that's what is ultimately supreme. And that means that Nate, as status as you are, your <laughs> life matters. Thank you, man. Right? And all the people in the live group, your life matters. Nate's life matters. My life matters. Hashtag. All these black lives matter. That's true. All of everyone's life matters. Every single individual is, has certain inalienable or unalienable, however you want to say it. They have those certain rights that are given them to by nature. They're given to them by God or whatever you believe in. They're inherent. They're implicit to your being as a person, just as a human being. They're implicit. And so, God, Sam, this live group is, is hilarious. When we had to finish the show without the live but group yesterday. I, know, I, just, that was, I just immediately didn't want to do it anymore. Not I was like, fun. this sucks. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is that I think that a little gratitude and and I'm not saying that there aren't problems that need to be fixed. There are absolutely still problems that need to be fl- fixed. Some of the systemic racism problems, some of the, the, the police brutality problems, uh, obviously taxation. The reason why we do this show is because we want people to have more freedom. So there's off, there's obviously lots of things that need to be fixed, 
but this is still the greatest country. And tomorrow we will celebrate the birth of still the greatest country known to mankind that has provided more wealth and more opportunity for more people around the globe, not just in America, but something where the foundational principles laid out the sovereignty of the individual, the fact that people are inherently valuable. And because of that, you are free to trade, you're free to interact and this, this economic system of freedom was born and that has helped more people. It has saved more lives than we could even imagine. And so the, the, the reason why I'm vehemently against organizations like the black lives matter organization itself, and all of these cultural Marxists and the people posting about the best-selling book of white fragility and all this Marxist nonsense is because their goal is to destroy America at its foundational core to destroy the very structure that has provided the best opportunity for human beings that we've ever seen ever. And I don't disagree that there were a lot of things that were wrong during the founding times, but the foundational principles from which America has been laid were the correct ones and individual sovereignty, individual Liberty is the way that we move forward. We need to fix problems, but we don't fix problems with communism or Marxism. We fix problems by allowing people to be as free as we can possibly allow, which is ultimate freedom. Now, I tend to agree with Thomas Jefferson. I'm, I, you know, one person said, Hey, you know, I, I, I really love the podcast. I'm glad that you guys aren't complete anarchists because I think in some form of reality, we need some system of government and you can argue that point, whatever, if we can get if we can just get back to a constitutional form of government, I think a lot, a lot of people would be a lot more happy. I think it's a good Who aim. cares? Who cares what you want to talk about after that? Yeah. And I'm more than willing to have those discussions, but let's at least get back to the constitution first. And then let's go from there and go from there. Exactly. Yeah. So we could at least set, but we could set something to aim towards. I tend to agree with the founders in TJ, Thomas Jefferson, and, and agree with them that governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed to secure your rights because there has to be something in place for when your rights are violated that you can arbitrate some sort of um of redress of your grievances there well, has to be something there that for arbitration and because w without that you're left with the mob which right you know w when something happens and you don't want and there's no protection of the minority yeah you don't want that's and that's the problem with the mob there's no protection of the individual there's no individual protection that becomes a group and whatever group has the most force over the other one is the one that wins and by the way that makes them a government at, the, at that time like you still if we don't have the u.s government or you don't have the word government or you don't have any of this stuff but you still have someone who has the use of force over someone else and you still have someone that arbitrates certain rules that your society has whether it's just simply that you can't kill people or something like that and someone goes after the people that do that and punishes them in some kind of way that that's a government that's 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 what it is you can use a different word if if it makes you you know feel feel more like we don't have a government but that's still what the government is and there's going to be people who are in power somehow there are going to elect we're going to have representatives somehow of different areas and groups and i think the way they set up the country was was pretty good it's the one is it the longest standing constitution that a country has had i'm it's pretty sure so far the greatest experiment known to me no, i'm saying that a lot of countries have constitutions but they don't last 
very long. Like they, I think so. It's a few, you know, it's a generation, and then it's what not are, there are anymore. Two hundred and sixty something years in now. Seventeen. Do the math. I can't math it that yeah. much right now. I'm not. I'm not in my math. It's a lot more scores than like what we were talking about earlier. Forty five years or something. I don't know. Two hundred forty four. Something like that. 244 years. Yeah. So um, anyway, regardless of what you want to say about the founders and the fact that obviously there was slavery at this time, which is what they've been using. We've been hearing this for decades now about how this was how they were eventually going to discount everything that the that the the ideas that the founders had was by making the point and putting the emphasis on the fact that they own slaves. Therefore, their words of everyone being treated equally or being created equally were not true. So you can't throw the whole thing out like that. You can't, as they say, throw the baby out with the other babies. You know, right. that's, that's what the, that's how the, the old Taiwanian proverb goes. Yeah. So anyway. something about smelly bathwater. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that how it's in there somewhere. That's how it goes. But you can still fall back on this. Like you can't look back at this. Let's remove the fact that the actual people right then still had slaves and that that was disgusting. Let's remove that. And let's go back to the words and the idea behind these three paragraphs that we just wrote. Is there anything untrue about that? That people are created equal, that we're all individuals, that we are created with well, rights. Well, I use the word men, so. Yeah. 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 That's what are you going to do? That's a, <laughs> you know, that's a classic problem of the fact that we are human beings. And, the, you know, that's kind of the, the human. It's got the word man in it. Yeah. You know, so when you say men, you're talking about mankind but that's not just men although of course women did not have the same rights either screw these guys i'm done with this <laughs> declaration man the more i think about it no i'm saying so if you remove all of the things that they did wrong and you fall back on this and say that you read this by someone who just wrote it today who was not racist <laughs> someone wrote it today could you go back to it and say well that's not what we should live live by whatsoever no you would say that sounds really good that we are born with certain rights and that we have a government so we can make sure other people don't take these rights away from us and if the government doesn't protect that anymore or they start taking the rights then we need to install a new government you know pop that government out and install a new one you know and you wouldn't really have any issues with it what's what's just kind of shrouded over this is the fact that there was slavery at that time therefore the entire ideology of america itself is soured and you've got to restart a new ideology but there's nothing wrong with these paragraphs here there's there's nothing wrong with the idea that is coming from this and we can take this and we can apply this to to right now and to our lives right now this these paragraphs right here are the basis of everything that we talk about in our opinions on politics and everything and economics every single day these three paragraphs describe the basis of our ideology for Good Morning Liberty. Now, you know, they weren't libertarians. I don't think the Libertarian Party has been failing for that long. So I don't think that they were big L libertarians or anything, but they were closer to libertarians, I think, than they were to Republicans or than they were to Democrats. These words right here, these paragraphs are, I mean, we got to put this on our website here because if you want to describe our ideology and our beliefs it's completely encompassed right there in, and it doesn't in take declaration it doesn't take much of a dive into uh, into history to understand that including their faults 
that there has never been a better time to be alive. If you look at the plight of human history for however long that we've been alive, we have, you know, recorded history up to 13 to 14,000 years of human beings being alive. I, I think it goes back a lot, a long time before that, but the, <laughs> I mean, my God, the poorest among us in America live a life of luxury that people in 1800 could have never even dreamed about. I mean, just to, just the sheer fact that it doesn't matter what your economic status is, or your race or anything like that. You can go to an emergency room and be treated for an accident that happened or anything like that and never be turned away. I mean, just, it's, you can still, it's unbelievable I, the advances that we've made. I task you to figure out how many people die of starvation in the United States. I don't mean they had a disease which caused them to not be able to eat anymore and then they died of starvation or they had alzheimer's and they wouldn't eat for several weeks and in fact they ended i talked about this we have a, an obesity problem yeah. in america there's more people in the world that are obese not than, the world than our, i'm pretty sure it's the world i don't think it's the world i think it's the world huh that well, means that i'll look it west, up that means the west is heavily outweighing the rest of the world pun literally there you go <laughs> that was a good one we'll we'll fact check that whole world statement right there but anyway that look up how many people are literally starving to death because they cannot find food to keep living and they end up starving to death. Try and find that number. You're not, Which, by the way, that happened for the longest time in human history for a, most of history. Yes. That happened. Yes. Most of it. And people like, God, most of your kids died and you had worms and parasites and all this disgusting stuff. And hell COVID-19 would have killed all kinds of people back in the day before we had all this viral virology. You look at stuff like team dominologist. Exactly. That's what I want to go to school for exactly. right there is epidemiology <laughs> exactly. is what I want to go for. You do the math. But you have people that will blame people who are dying in Africa from starvation on capitalism. How many people, what percentage of the population was starving to death in Africa a hundred years ago, 200 years ago? What does it make any difference in the world? The fact that we created all of these amazing machines. And by the way, I'm, I'm a fan of, uh, of GMOs for crops, stuff like that. My family are farmers and I know what the yields before GMOs were and what they are afterwards. Now I know that there are downsides, but I do believe that the positives heavily outweigh the, the fact that you can get 220 bushels an acre from your corn. When you used to be able to get 45 bushels an acre from the corn is pretty important. And the fact that we've been able to build these massive machines, these combines and all this farm equipment and, and provide more than enough food for everyone to survive on. And you can look at people who are starving around the world and say that it's because of capitalism. Like if it weren't for capitalism, the people in those other countries would have would have risen up somehow. Like what's in fact, people say, look at China. Well, you know how China became successful. You know, how they stopped their people from starving to death. They took a private property ownership to farming. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that they took a capitalistic approach to farming and hundreds of millions of people stopped starving to death. It doesn't take it like, look, it doesn't take a very long look into history to realize that although America had her, has her problems and had her problems at her founding, that the foundational principles, the actual principles and the foundation, the foundational lane of America she got right. And that's something that we should embrace and we should build upon. We should fix our problems by embracing the foundation and the principles that we were so founded upon. Yeah. 
that's what we should do. We it's, have a little gratitude for how far that we've come. You know, it's very difficult to build a society. Just ask the people of chop. It's very <laughs> difficult to build a country. It's very difficult to build and enhance a culture and society at large. They, they lay it out in this paragraph right here. That prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed. And it says that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. It takes a very long time, but change has never been faster than it ever has been. So I think what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I think a little gratitude can go a long way. Not that we don't have problems that need to be fixed because we absolutely do, but we should take a look at the world and be like, man, I am really glad I'm alive in 2020 and not 1774. Yeah. Back when my, most of my kids died and I lived on less than a dollar a day and I probably dealt with horrible stomach cramps due to the parasitic worms. I was probably, me. probably only going to live to the age of 40. Yeah. 40, 50 max. If I was 50, I was real old. Yeah. And my whole family farmed and most of us died. And it's like, Man, you could have a little gratitude. I want to end the show by going through some of the ways that our live group is fired up, which, by the way, you can join by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Be part of the live show. Add some comments in here. We've got over 75 comments, lots of discussion going on in here. It's a lot of fun. Um, and Maurice says that he will be out this weekend, not wearing a mask, carrying his guns. He's going to be shooting fireworks, cutting hair without a license and selling hot dogs. And I'm going to add that he's going to be selling hot dogs without a permit. Yeah. Freedom right there. Magoo says that he's so fired up. He's going to go shoot some fireworks while drinking a Budweiser, or I call that bread drinking <laughs> bread. It's so heavy. I call Budweiser, Bud heavy. Yeah. Since Bud heavy, Bud light and Bud heavy. Yeah. It's also bread. It's carbs in a can. Yeah. While listening That's to what Lee, I call PBR Lee Greenwood <laughs> on repeat. Uh, so anyway, if you guys want to know how hard it is, to start a country to ask the people of job. You're right. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that you found this episode meaningful and I hope that, um, I hope that it does get you fired up and I hope that, you know, embracing the, the, the principles of Liberty does get you fired up that there are actual real solutions to our problems. And those, those solutions revert back to the foundations that America was founded upon that, that individual sovereignty is supreme that people have inalienable, inalienable rights to life, liberty, and property, the pursuit of happiness, whatever that means for you, that those are inherent to your nature, that those are un, that those are implicit to, to the fact that you are human and that we have our problems, but the way to deal with those problems is that we need to revert back to liberty, not install the Marxist revolution utopia. Exactly. I couldn't. Which is why we do this every single day yeah even on a holiday i love it man i could have said it better myself you could have <laughs> but luckily you didn't <laughs> so guys go out there shoot off some fireworks blow up your tannerite fire your gun up in the air while shouting the <laughs> don't do that that's not you can shoot your gun in the air no yeah it's that's fine. not very good why thing to say it's completely safe no it's not yes it is oh Look it up. It's science. Okay. All right. All right. The bullet. You. 
the bullet comes out at a certain amount of velocity. So if it goes straight up in the air, when it falls back down, it only reaches the terminal velocity that is the weight of the bullet. Now, can that terminal velocity of the weight of the bullet hurt someone? No, because it can't yes, fall. It, can. it can't fall fast enough because it isn't heavy enough, dude. If you drop a penny from like the Empire State Building, it can hurt someone. It's not true. That's a that is that is we. This is a debate. That is an old wives' tale. I think that is bad gun etiquette. I mean, it's it's surely a waste of money. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's not good economic wise. No, we'll look it up. I don't. I'm BSing right now, but it sounds true. <laughs> I don't. So I don't think that's true. a good idea. <laughs> look it up, guys. Yeah. Look up the the whole the, live group agrees with me. Status Nate. No. Well, listen. There's a reason you guys aren't called the one who knows everything there is to know <laughs> about almost everything. Okay. Listen, we're, I'm looking this up right now while shoot, we're still on the podcast. Hey, shoot the fireworks up in the air. I, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, that statement is true. Um, um, let I, me see here. Hey, shoot some blanks <laughs> into the air if you want to. Uh, let me see here. But I will say do not shoot your gun into the air. I think you should shoot it at some Tannerite. Let that thing blow up. Maybe send a water heater off in the air or something like that. That would be awesome. Glenn says he agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a debate on our hands, folks. Well, I'm going to get in while it's hot. I'm going to start with this. Uh, yeah, it says the penny dropped from a skyscraper does not have enough force to kill someone because it doesn't I didn't have, say kill. I said harm because it does not have a high enough terminal velocity. OK. All right. So that's a it's it came up on Bing. So we know it's true. And it's the first <laughs> thing that came up. So we know that. Now, let's see if it's safe. Well, maybe a bullet has some weight to it. I don't know. Maybe it's got some more weight. We'll see. But uh, anyway, I'll be out there firing my gun into the air, to the air slightly at a perfect enough angle that it won't come back down on top of me. And that will be just fine. You guys, if you're in the middle of a city, um, make sure that you have a suppressor of some kind before you fire your gun <laughs> up in the air. God so bless America. That's uh, listen. Land that I you love. You guys come here to learn about safe gun etiquette, and this is probably the best you've ever heard <laughs> right here. Look it up before you do it, folks. That's a general rule of thumb for human beings. Look it up before you do it, okay? <laughs> we'll look this up. We'll keep talking in the live group. But hey, if you're interested in learning how to day trade in the stock market, today was one of the worst days ever because it's Friday and we weren't able to trade. It's closed. Find something that you love so much that you're disappointed when there's a holiday. Okay. That's what trading is for us. It's a disappointment yesterday, Thursday. We were like, Oh my God, this sucks. Tomorrow's a holiday because we can't trade. Okay. So find something and you might find that in trading. Maybe you'll look at the class and you'll be like, eh, this isn't really for me. I don't have the time to put into it. Uh, I don't really, I'm not good at risk of money, something like that. But even if you don't, actually trade you should still take the class to understand the markets well and stock seven charts, day, stock charts seven are day, life anyway yeah, it's a seven day free trial if you want to understand human emotion and relationships and and everything i mean look at a stock chart it's real it, it's a real thing for sure so go go learn how to read stock charts to use a trading platform and the strategies that we use every single day in the market. We go live every single morning at 8 a.m. and tell everyone what we will be trading. That doesn't mean that you have to trade it. We're just going to say what we're going to be trading and you can take that knowledge and use it to your liking. So if you're interested and doing that whatsoever, then go to mastermytrades.com. There's like freaking 180 videos on the website. If anyone has completed all the videos, good job.
good job to everyone. But there's so much information. In fact, just posted we, a new one this morning. We released like three videos yesterday. Charlie just did a video um, this morning. And I mean, there's just constantly new videos going on there. Between the podcast and the class, you guys are hearing our voices or seeing our faces between 14 to 15 hours a day, probably. Yeah. And we probably more than you would actually like. Yeah. But here we are. No, that's that's what you got to do <laughs> if you want to win. Okay. So yeah. winners win. And that's why you're going to go over to mastermindtrades.com, man. Mm -hmm. And for the 4th of July holiday, there will still be a seven day free trial through the weekend. And as soon as that free trial is over, I'm going to, I'm going to remove it and I'm going to raise all the prices by 10% after that. Cause it's actually pretty cheap. So you've got through the weekend. Now, if you're already in the class, you are grandmother then. Okay. I don't want to be sexist here. Right. All right. Your grandmother then to the class at the current rate. Don't worry about it. You sign up this weekend, y'all. Okay. Y'all go sign up this weekend because the class price is about to go up. So y'all go ahead and go on over there, man. All right, go ahead Do with it. your go ahead with your patrons. All right, so y'all celebrate the Fourth of July. Celebrate, uh, you know, shoot off some fireworks, have some fun this weekend. It, you know, have some gratitude that the fact that we still live in the greatest country ever known to man. Listen to Lee Greenwood if you want to, whatever it is. Sam here just keeps agreeing with Nate so he can get some free merch, which is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> He's just trying to get the merch that he paid for still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. You can't just agree with one person and get free merch. All right. <laughs> I control the merch and I say, nay, Sam, but you can have the merch that you paid for. But anyway, go celebrate America this weekend. And please, if you found this, uh, this episode meaningful, which I know that you did. So please share it with someone, share it with a friend, share it with a foe, leave us that rating and review. And if you guys do all of that, we'll be back again on Monday. I hope you have a good weekend celebrating the 4th of July America's birthday and a good morning, Liberty. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing.